Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Madison Mirror. I have a treat for you all. I've got the new guy on Million Dollar Listing, New York season six, Steve Gold, in demand and in the studio today. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, you're looking good. You too. Nice new haircut. Thank you. Yes, not many people saw it yet. Yeah, I actually was expecting you to walk in with the long hair, and, and you came in clean cut. I'm Are like, you disappointed? Oh. No, never. Absolutely no, no way. No, tell the truth. I'm not disappointed. Imani, um, I think publicist, just saw me for the first time as well. Were, the, were they like, oh, man. I think, yeah? I don't know. Was I think she, she, were you bummed out, Imani? I think she was pleasantly surprised. I, I think know. that you got the jawline that can carry off long and short. It's okay. It's good. Thank you. It's a good thing. So, uh, you know, before I get into who you are, let me just get into it. You were the new guy on Million Dollars in New York. It's kind of a, a really successful show on Bravo. I think this is one of the most successful seasons, right? Like, it had like a million plus viewers. I think million seven plus. Yeah, you think it was because of you? <laughs> I'm a modest guy. I don't think it was just because of me. I think everyone together kind of brings their own yeah. flavor to the show. Yeah. Some different from others, obviously, but I definitely think I brought something a little bit new, mm-hmm. fresh, you know, for to people the, who to are, this season. For people who are like not aware of what Million Dollar Listing New York is, can you tell me what that show is about? Many people that listen to me know Bravo shows, but, you know, some don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, it basically, Million Dollar Listing New York, it's about three of the top real estate agents in New York City kind of living, breathing, selling real estate, mm-hmm. mostly super luxury. I mean, mm-hmm. we are in New York City and mm-hmm. um, and kind of everything that goes along with it. And, and one of the reasons I really like watching the show is you get to see these gorgeous spaces, these beautiful apartments and homes in New York City, and you get to get a little tour of them, find out how much they cost, and then you get to look at the bidding between the seller and the buyer, and then the competition between the three of you. Is that all real? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for, uh, I mean, you know, the stakes are pretty high when you're dealing with $10 million properties. I mean, these are yeah. multi-hundred-thousand-dollar commissions. So, yeah. I mean, and you're in a city where I think you don't kind of gravitate to as a person unless you're naturally competitive. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, everything kind of, yeah, it's, it's all real. I mean... Everything you saw is, you know, real stuff. I mean, sometimes you kind of look back and you're like, Shh, I really behaved that way. But when you're in yeah. the moment, like any fight or yeah. any kind of disagreement or any kind of thing, you don't always, you know, in the moment know, you know, you 
what you're doing. So. Yeah, you're just kind of going with, you're, you're yeah. not trying to act, you're trying to be realistic. Well, I'm not an actor. Yeah, no, definitely not. And also being your new season, your first season, you're probably just being yourself, you know? Well, I think if, you know, if I'm going to be filmed in my life, if I'm not myself, then I think I'd become an actor. Yeah, um, exactly. And that's, like I said, I'm not. I mean, so for me, for it to work, I have to just be me and people are going to love it. They're going to hate it. They're going to have an, an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they love it. I mean, I think, you know, from the feedback, most of the people loved it. You know, yeah. some people maybe didn't like me, whatever. But, you know, um, I'm okay with it either way, to be honest. Yeah. I, you know, when I... I came into this with a very successful career in real estate. Yeah, you were already successful. Yeah, I mean, I, this they came, you know, this came about because I was successful, mm-hmm. not because I needed to use this to be successful. Yeah. So, like, I, it's not that I had an ego, but I was very, Conf- I was certain, yeah, I was confident, you were I was sure. confident. You were yeah. sure with yourself. So, yeah. yeah. Well, take us back to that because um, you had, a, you have a successful career. Um, one of the things um, that I don't know if you know, I was on a show a few years ago, but I've heard you've yeah. heard, yeah. And it was more, it was less about my career. Actually, it was nothing to do with my career. I thought it was called the singles. Project. Yeah, and it was about dating, and that was rough. Are you single? I um, was on the singles project because I was looking. I don't know what I was on it for, to be honest with you, but they were You're trying to fix for love? it. Yeah, I I don't know that I knew it was going to be like that going into it. And then it sort of developed into this thing. And it was a really, really great experience. But the thing I hated is that everybody wanted to set me up. And after a while, it just got so overwhelming for me. On the show or after the show? After the show. During the show. Like, it was like I had PTSD after that. And so... I would go. I would go check my Facebook. There'd be so many messages. I, I remember thinking, "This is too much. This is overwhelming for me. Like, I don't need all of this adoration. It's making me really uncomfortable." So, um, yeah. and I'm going to just transition into the fact that I feel like that's probably happening a little bit with you because I'm not kidding. It's a pretty smooth transition. It's a great transition. I'm flipping yeah, it on you because I, I I'm good like that. that. Yeah, like I have to, and I, I'm sorry <laughs> to make you uncomfortable because I really know how this feels because I was made to feel so like. I even had my my niece, who I love my nieces. I was dropping her off at school one morning. She's in kindergarten at the time. And her class teacher picks her up, you know, from me. And he's like, hey, Doc, did you ever find love? I'm like, no, not you. (laughs) So... I um I have a lot of women who are like, oh, you're interviewing Steve today. Give him my number. How am I supposed to, how do you react to that? Uh, Blush. Yeah. You know, flattered. Yeah, because I also, when I was looking at a lot of the videos you've done, a lot of the footage, a lot of stuff that's written about you, everybody's trying to set you up. Grandmas, moms. At Bravo TV, Andy. someone else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are trying to play matchmaker. Is that because of the show or has that always been like that for you? I'd have to say it's because of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was couldn't get a date, but I, I didn't definitely yeah, didn't but have, um, you know, quite the attention that yeah. I have now. Well, how do you feel about all the attention? Uh, I Look, I mean, it, it, it goes with the, yeah. you know, I kind of understood there's going to be a change in my life when I kind of yeah. pretty much opened my life up to mm-hmm. 1.7 plus million viewers yeah. per week times 12 episodes and right. then, you know, broadcasted all over the world plus yeah. social media plus talking I know, to it's you and all this stuff like I kind of knew mm-hmm. something's going to change you yeah. know you know you don't really know mm-hmm. exactly what 
that's going to all be. Yeah. It's overwhelming for it's sure. It's overwhelming, It's overwhelming. It? I and, was really overwhelmed. And I feel like it actually makes you kind of just like turn it off, to Me be too. honest. Me too. That's exactly what happened. Like, okay, like I'm so busy. There's so many things with my career. Like, yeah. I was busy before, so imagine now. Yeah. And then like the last thing I could think of is how to, how to find time to go on a date, let alone like, mm -hmm. you know, then, okay, all these people, you know. Yeah. Grandma one, and you know, and then yeah, grandma but two is going to be upset that I went with grandma one, yeah. and you know, grandma three. I and get four. it. So like, maybe I just go with no one, and then I don't upset anyone. Yeah, and I'll just be single the rest of my life. Well, that won't happen. But I mean, I get what you're saying because I got so overwhelmed and so so like I don't know what I I had to actually shut it off. Like I was like, okay, nobody. I would go to like tea parties or cocktail parties at my friend's apartment. Tea parties. Tea parties, like crazy afternoon girl. tea. I know I'm crazy, wow. but they would try and like make it under the guise of just come over and have a coffee, have tea, have a glass of wine, and there'd be some single guy there that they wanted me to meet. They and I know that also they did. One wow. of them had cookies crazy. and baklava. Can you believe it? It was oh, fully yeah. Wow. So I understand. Sugar free or regular? No, fully sugared, crazy. which you know was wow. crazy. Yeah, party got out. Of My control. dentist really hated me after that. Mm -hmm. um, what is um, so? So you were approached to do this, and you already have a successful career in real estate in Manhattan, in um, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Um, why did you do it? Like, what were your thoughts going through your head when they approached you? Um, it, it kind of boiled down to something very simple mm -hmm. and not wanting to have any regrets in my life. That's good. And I think, you know, I, I, I when this all came about, it came about quite quickly. And and I said, you know, if I don't do this, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously the show is super successful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Frederick and Ryan, who I've known the whole time since the show's been airing and before that, mm -hmm. um, have done really well with it. And you know what? Like, I don't, I don't know if that life and the spotlight and all that is for me, mm -hmm. but I don't want to in 10 years see someone else go on it now that I have this opportunity and say, well, what if that was me? What could I have done with that opportunity? Yeah. And, you know, there's other things as well, like real estate related that I'm starting to explore and that I know like this platform will help me yeah. push out. So, I mean, I think it was really just, I don't want regrets in my life and I think I'm 100% happy I did it with all this stuff, but, yeah. uh, you know, 100%. I like that you use the word platform because a lot of times I interview a lot of different people who do TV, especially Bravo, especially reality TV. And um, sometimes off, you know, the mic, we're talking about, I mean, what do you expect to get out of this? And a lot of times they understand that it's a platform and oftentimes they don't. And they're almost looking for it to give them some sort of reason or, and I think that's a mistake. I think you kind of need to come in with an idea and go with it. So with you, your business probably did, is doing better. I mean, better than it was. It, I can't, it can't have not helped. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think – I have not lost one client because I've done this show. Yeah. I've gotten arguments with some, mm -hmm. some on the show, and then mm -hmm. some after the show because of the show, mm -hmm. and, like, you know, just um, – but I have not lost one client, and I've – obviously gained tons yeah. i mean you know like my phone now just rings off the hook mm -hmm. like you know and people that just developers wanting to meet me oh you know so and so keeps asking about you and i'm like a big developer in the city and i've never met you i have to come meet you meet me for coffee like you know this is what yeah stuff like that's amazing on. and yeah. i think it's really great that it's something to do with your business which is just like you know win-win and you're right regretting yeah. it would never have felt good you know regretting not doing it and I don't know if I would regret it or not, but I didn't want to have that, that potential. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had the opportunity. I had, I had, I have it all 
you know, everything was going for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't see, there's no risk. And mm-hmm. it was just like, do I want to, it was, you know, when I really thought of it that way, it wasn't a really hard decision. Yeah. In the end. So now that the season's done and you're kind of looking back at it, it was a great season. It had so many great moments. Did you watch it all? I watched 70% of it because I'm a busy lady. I bet you are. I have, I'm just, and I, I have to tell you the truth, the last three, I only watched your scenes. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm not even trying to flatter. You say that to like Frederick when he comes in here? Uh, well, when if Frederick comes in, I'll watch his scenes. So mm-hmm. that's, it's all a deal. But so I had, you saw all my scenes? I saw, for the last three, I couldn't, um, I, you know, to watch a whole st- episode when you are um, not really in front of a TV that much. So it's really... It was research that I had to do to see how the season so ended for you, yeah. And you want to know what to talk to me about? And of course. Um, I didn't, but I, I had things to talk about anyway, other than the show, because, uh, you know, how you got into this whole thing from college modeling and then Stern Business School, Magna Cum Laude. So I kind of want you to talk about what was this journey like to get here? You read my bio. I did. Girls, I memorized her research. It. Yeah. She's smart. Well, I know. I wonder if she's a doctor. <laughs> That and many other reasons why I'm a doctor. But so you you kind of like did modeling for a while too. I want to start interviewing you. You can. You can ask me questions after we're done. I mean, I'm like ready. on the air. Oh, on air. No, you can ask me on air. Okay. You want to ask me something right now? Why did you become a doctor? And what, um, kind, of what kind of doctor and doctor, why did I become? Yeah. I became a doctor because I think at the time in my life, my, I come from a family of doctors. Mm-hmm. and um, You come from where? I, my family lives in D.C., but I went to undergrad in Michigan. I went to um, NYU for my medical training. And I just think I was just a smart girl. I was 16 when I started college, and I just was like, I was kind of a gunner, and so I just thought I would do it. I don't know that I loved it and wanted to do it because I was passionate about it. I was just really good at school, and I kind of figured I I would do that too. And um, later on, I decided I wanted to be a dermatologist, which is what I do now. What do you think about my skin? Your skin is tanned. And so it's just what I call the September effect. It's hard to tell, right? It's sort of like you're still tan from that glow of yeah. summer. And uh, it, it feel like it probably is going to do fine. Because a lot of people come in with these tans in September. And then it wears off by October 1st. And then they come talk, they call me. They're like, oh, I have these wrinkles. And I don't know where they came from. I'm like, they came from your sunning all summer. So how does Frederick and Ryan both have no wrinkles? I think that Frederick and Ryan probably do have wrinkles you just are looking at them through rose-colored lenses because you're such good friends with them <laughs> no i look every time they like, really you know, don't like, do you yeah, think you no have wrinkles? wrinkles uh no i i have like lines yeah but not, i don't know not really what do you wrinkles. think about men getting botox what do i think about it yeah have you seen somebody getting botox in or, person like have you seen a male colleague because like you're in competitive industry everybody wants to look young and you know aggressive and you know i mean not not i didn't go to them with the, to the doctor but i could imagine yeah but have you kind of seen some someone you're like yeah do botox because i treat people who are men in kind of high intensity careers i know, I know a lot of a lot of yeah people who do it yeah i don't I think mean, there's anything shameful in it anymore i, I don't either i yeah. i think um look you never know uh, for me right yeah. now i don't want it. Yeah. I also have very, if you watch the show, my expressive, fa- my expressive talking. Mm-hmm. So if I speak and you and I had Botox, I'm sure it would like just look like a my face was smashed. Kind of. Kind yeah. Of. Well, I had this one patient of mine who was a guy, and he used to come in for Botox across his forehead. He's a big finance guy, and he said, you know, all the guys coming in now are younger than me, and he's like, and I kind of want to look like I'm not getting too old too fast. So I did a little bit on him, and it looked good, and then he kind of like would call me wanting more 
Like he would get it done on Monday and by Friday he's like, it's not working, I want more. And I was like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, that's where I you have to inject. Yeah, and I, I kind no of no pun intended. Your yeah, expertise, yeah, like pump the brakes kind of thing. And so I would say, listen, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's going to start looking plastic and artificial. Plus, he was a heavy tanner, and um, then what I'd find out is he would go to some other doctor, get Botox twice in one week to get the look he wanted, and it started to look really. You know, it can get kind of like mentally people can get addicted to it. Well, it's like you get used to it, mm-hmm. and then I think then you. You want it's like anything. Like yeah. You want more, and then but like because you get used to looking at yourself. Yeah. And like with the haircut, you know, you get yeah. used to it. It's like oh, I could go shorter, but when you first cut it short, like yeah. then it's. It's. I kind of think it's like a facial dysmorphic thing that you know, and it's happening with guys and girls. And it's funny. But I think for guys, mm-hmm. like, I mean, not good to say this because it's your business, but like I think guys should kind of. I think they look cooler with wrinkles yeah. and gray hair, and I mean, obviously. I used to have like crazy hair. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like you know, like that those seckies, like yeah. you know, look. It's yeah. cool. I I like it. I I do like men to look more rugged. I think that's a better look. But um, I'm not opposed to if something is really severe, like you have a really hard you know, frown line right here, and you really just want to soften that you up think a little I need? bit. I think I'd leave it alone on you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd leave it alone because you are expressive, and if you start getting that stuff, it's gonna look. You know, season two. You'll might see. not be so friendly towards you if you people start yeah, those interviews it'd mm-hmm. be like this. yeah <laughs> it's like is he happy or what i can't tell that's funny because a lot of the housewives come in because they get a lot of stuff in between seasons not to me they just get stuff and mm-hmm. you see them at the reunion and they look a little and they always get asked that question by andy like have you had botox have you had filler and it's so bizarre to me because they're sitting there dressed up looking stunning and then they have to be asked that question i wonder often what but they I, get I don't embarrassed. think there's anything wrong with it to be honest i feel Men like are women i think yeah. i think it's I, i'm all about whatever makes you feel better as a person yeah. don't go for it like there's i i don't think there's any faux pas in it anymore i yeah. think it's perfectly fine and i agree with you and that's one one of the things i told one housewife of new jersey um i said to her they were on a reunion show and she was asked and I think she got a little embarrassed and she was a little bit taken aback. And I said to her, don't be embarrassed of that. This is you and if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it. But if you want to talk about it, don't be embarrassed about it. What well, it makes you feel better, yeah. you know, maybe look better, but like feel better, which is important. It's like, are you embarrassed about going to the gym? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you'd be proud of it. Like, exactly. You know, if it makes you feel better, there's 100%. nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, when you were, one of the things um, I saw when I was watching some of the episodes is when you were introducing your family into the whole TV land. How mm-hmm. did that go? Like, what did your family think about it? When, when I mean, obviously they were supportive, but were you a little nervous or apprehensive about including them? With um, all? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was a, you know, a little nervous to bring it all there. But, you know, like it, it goes back to just me mm-hmm. being comfortable and just this is who I am putting it out on the table and if you like it thank you you know thank you for the support if you don't yeah exactly I don't know what I can say you can uh, say whatever you want fuck you exactly you know like uh so I think my mom you know my mom's like was a little nervous Mm -hmm. I think my dad he's just like this kind of guy just doesn't care so I think like he's like like whatever yeah but um but yeah, I mean, they were fully supportive. They're like, if you want us to, you know, we're, we're fine yeah. with it. But um, yeah, I mean, of course you're a little nervous about, you know, exposing yeah. you know, your, you know, part of a, your yeah. private life. Yeah. I mean, and also- I don't have a love life, so like, it's like, my, that's my private that's life. That's your private life. And, you know, what was the most 
the most heartwarming thing that you feel feedback wise you got from people seeing you with your family? Because well, I feel I mean, like it. Yeah, I mean, with the, I think more than I would have imagined, the response I got with how I've empowered so many people who have siblings with disabilities mm-hmm. to, you know, just feel that that's okay yeah. and you don't have to hide that. Yeah. And that those siblings or those sons or daughters or even parents, um, they're people and just like every one of us and they deserve, you know, as much respect as anyone else, if not more. And I got so many emails, texts, you know, direct messages about that particular episode that kind of floored me. You know, you, you kind of don't realize how many people are like me with you know a sibling that has some disabilities and yeah. you know and, and it's tough growing up in that you know it's not nice to see you know your big sister come home crying mm-hmm. you know because f- she got bullied in school like you know mm-hmm. it's stuff that sticks yeah. with you as yeah. you grow older yeah. and you know I think the fact that a lot of people said that helped them and you know one person just like you know just sparked a conversation at our dinner table about it mm-hmm. and helped us all mm-hmm. you know become closer as a family like that's something that i mean i think that was the only thing i got from the show yeah that would have been enough yeah and and it, i'm sure you were really protective i i would be because it's your sister and you don't want to make you want to make sure people are nice and kind and respectful um and that's yeah. something that i can't i would have thought if i had to you know i was i was I'm four years younger than that mm-hmm. sister, so I was in, when she was in high school, I was in middle school, you know, so we mm-hmm. never overlapped in school to have that kind of yeah. protective thing, and, yeah. and and I was, at that age, for you know, now four years is nothing, yeah. you know, but when you're, when you're you know, 10 up. and, and f- 14, 15, that's mm-hmm. a big, big difference, yeah. like, and maturity-wise, and to, like, have that protective instinct, I think, yeah. not as much, and maybe as I get older, like, yeah, of course. I wish I could have protected more as, yeah. at that age, but, you know, you were a lot younger was, and you weren't ever the kid, same. Yeah. yeah, of course. I was I was like, you know, being a annoying younger brother. Of course, <laughs> yeah. You don't know. And you were being normal, annoying, annoying yeah. younger brother. Um, and I think that that part is really heartwarming. Like, you know, having had to do that myself with my family, it was tough because my sister was like, I don't do this TV stuff. And she's like, and I don't know if I want my nieces on TV. And I don't know, you know, and I kind of like, she ended up doing it. And in retrospect, I don't know if she'd do it again, but we enjoyed the time that we had, we were doing it. So when I was watching that scene, or I watch anybody bring their family into it, I often wonder if they struggled and felt the same way I did. Well, my other sister didn't go on TV. Yeah, she but she does doesn't. She does well. I mean, she also doesn't live in mm-hmm. Connecticut, where mm-hmm. my parents and my si- my sister lives with my parents. Yeah. Um, live and she has kids, and she yeah. was she was she's quite sensitive to it. Yeah, I agree. My sister was too. No, more. I know. And if I could give you any advice, make sure you let her believe it was her idea, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> I think that's a w- advice for right women in general. I know women in general, um, and men. No, so men in general, men in general to yeah, deal with exactly. Women. Well, I thought it was really sweet and heartwarming, and I think that it's like when I hear you say that it might have helped another family or many people that have had siblings with disabilities, I feel I feel like it feels good to hear that because TV can actually serve a good purpose. Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Talk about your dog. You have a really good, passionate um, uh, feeling about rescue animals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, I rescued my dog from a kill shelter. Um, yeah. You know, kind of. It was a high kill shelter, I read. Yeah, I mean, basically, so these or, there's a lot of organizations in New York City where, for whatever reason, and I'm not quite sure why, down in, like, Georgia and, you know, these kind of southern states, they have a lot of high kill shelter you know, environments and the the mm-hmm. kind of organizations in New York City, like there's a lot more people that, you know, have the means and, you know, ability to, I guess, adopt and care for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bring them up mm-hmm. and, you know, try to have them adopted up here. They do events. They do, um, you know, like adoption fairs. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but it's like, you yeah, know, they I go, have. I've been in one at Long Island City and they mm-hmm. have like basically like a st- mini stadium full of kennels and, mm-hmm. the, you know, everyone just comes and, you know, like adopts the dogs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've adopted my dogs, Pablo. Mm-hmm. He's like a year and two months. Yeah. Um, I got him when he was, I mean, he was maybe 10, not even 10 pounds. He was so small. They told me when he brought they brought him up, um, he was black. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen pictures of my dogs. He looks like anymore. He looks like emojis, like yeah. brown and yeah, white. Yeah. And they're like, we didn't know he was brown and white because he was so full of dirt. Oh, wow. And he had fleas. He had, I my mean, I, I've had, he got it. He had ear infections. He had like this kind of. He's in rough shape. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get him surgery on his eyes. So his eyes actually like kept like inflammating so mm-hmm. they kept closing mm-hmm. so he kept pawing at it yeah. and getting them More infected flame. again yeah. so he ended up having to have surgery I mean but in the end I mean he is the most sweetest dog yeah. I think you could ever ask for I mean on the street like everyone stops like because mm-hmm. he like if he sees another dog he'll literally go on the ground uh-huh. won't move until that dog comes up it's like the most oh, submissive wow. like great dog I mean yeah and I think you know with so many dogs like that out there like why do you need to buy a dog yeah pay so much money when there's dogs that just need these homes and yeah are the most loving I think you know dogs you could actually get yeah and I agree with that and and I feel like you know you showing that as well has kind of maybe brought some attention to that too yeah yeah I'm gonna be doing some more work with um charity work with, with yeah adopting animals and things like that. Um, You're talking about that you want to be doing more work. What else do you want to be with adopting and charity and things like that? What's next for you? I mean, you finished the season. You guys guys have a grueling, I mean, you film how many months out of the year? It's a long, long filming process. It's like 10 months I mean, you got to film deals closing. It takes time to go to the listing appointment, do all the work, you know, and actually close the deals. Yeah. Yeah, it's about nine, 10 months. Yeah, so you're filming 10 months out of the year. You wrap a season. You get a little bit of downtime, and then you start filming again. Um, what are you hoping to do coming forward with the next season? I'm assuming you're back on it, if you can say that you are. And um, what's next? What do you want to do next, now that you have that platform? Um, real estate-wise or in general? I, everything. Whatever, you know. I mean, I, I'm working on a few things. Mm-hmm. I guess a passion pro- I'm working on a passion project. I, I, I don't want to... Mm-hmm. reveal what it is quite yet okay but, but you're working on something i'm working on something very very close to something i've always wanted to do in my life and mm-hmm. i didn't know quite how to do it and now i have the right team around me to mm-hmm. hopefully do it so we're i'm working on that which mm-hmm. maybe in 
six months I could talk about. Okay. And yeah, I'm getting involved in more charities. I think, you know, just that whole thing mm -hmm. about the being able to give a voice to mm -hmm. these causes that are dear to me, yeah. I think are, is something that I've felt, you know, I should now be doing. Yeah. Um, because people are listening. Yeah. And I think people need people to know some listening. of these things. And real estate world, I mean, I'm just hopefully gonna keep killing it. Um, yeah, and what kind of advice would you give to people? Like, you you know, you, you kind of made this great career and somebody listening who wants to kind of go into real estate or wants to kind of do what you're doing, yeah. what would you tell them? I get a lot of people asking me and it's hard to actually respond to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but first, like, no, it's not an easy job. Yeah. I mean, I think I think real estate and brokerage in particular, it's kind of like you eat what you kill. Mm -hmm. You don't have a salary. You really have to be an aggressive and competitive person because you're going to compete with mm -hmm. someone every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to realize that one, that's for you mm -hmm. because you don't go to an office and sit there and go home at the end of the day. You're basically working all the time. Mm -hmm. And some people, that's great. Like me, I get bored as soon mm -hmm. as I have nothing to do. Yeah. So for me, it works. Yeah. Um, other people need to go home and have their time off. Mm -hmm. I think at a certain point in my life, maybe I will too, but right now mm -hmm. I'm good. Uh, so one, expect that. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to work super hard. The beginning is really tough. The first two years, I mean, you have to learn the whole business. You mm -hmm. have to learn properties. You have to kind of gain clients. That mm -hmm. takes time. I mean, it's a, it's a business that really, if you're in it for the long haul, you'll get there if you yeah. work hard and you're smart and you have a passion for art architecture you know real yeah. like those type of things um, but it's not an easy job if you think it's like something where it's like you know they see these big checks 300 500 million whatever mm -hmm. you know and you think that's oh I could just make that on one deal well that one deal might have taken four years if you think about when I met that person you know yeah. what I did you know all yeah. the all the time in between and then the deals that fell through yeah and and then for that one deal there's five that never went through five you know and through. that you put in the same amount of work so yeah. you know it's not it's not it's glamorized but it's not it's not that easy yeah um so just you know i think that's some kind of like basics mm -hmm. and then if you say okay that's for me then get on a good team i yeah. think you need to learn you from, need a team you, you need to get with people who know what they're doing and mm -hmm. you could learn from and just have that support around you mm -hmm. because that's you'll learn the best be if you want to learn the most 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 be someone who's really good be their assistant yeah because you're then you're and gonna really be soak in that information yeah i mean yeah. you'll you'll learn you'll learn more in a year than you would i think in four years as an agent on your own yeah period and I actually like that bit because, you know, at one point, that's all we did. Like, as a doctor, it's all I did was follow people that were better than me. Yeah. And they may not have been the nicest people, but they were better. They were smarter. They knew more than I did. I was a student, so I really absorbed all of it and learned. And here I am on the other side. And one of the things I find so interesting is now that I'm on the other side, sometimes people coming in already act like they know everything. And I'm just thinking to myself, you're just screwing it up for yourself yeah. because I still don't know everything, you know, and uh, I don't know why people have to act that way. Just let, let go of that ego and just absorb, learn and perform afterwards. So I think that's a good um, thing to tell people. What was the highlight of the season of million dollar listing? 
I think it was pretty special to be in Paris all together. Yeah, that um, looked great. And, you know, film a little bit with Luis, mm-hmm. little Luis. Did you know him before? He, I knew him, mm-hmm. but uh, to be honest, I knew him the least out mm-hmm. of everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I did know him. I mean, we, he's the one, like, I'd never transacted with him, yeah. which I always found kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever reason, but 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 yeah, I knew I knew him. You knew him, um, and I think it was kind of like this magical kind of moment, and to be there for Frederick's birthday party yeah. and everything, and you know, it's something that I think I don't think they've ever done before on the show as yeah, well. Yeah, I've never so. seen a, a trip on the show, which is cool. Yeah, like the housewives like to do they trips, get all the time. Yeah, but, but your uh, trip was a little different than a housewife trip. Just a little. <laughs> There's so many ways, so well, that's really they great. They air the outtakes. Um, yeah, they should do that. <laughs> who, we, who can we talk to about airing those bloopers and outtakes, huh? Imani's over there. Let's have to find out. Get a digital out there. So I think there's some some magic in those tapes. Too. I'm sure there is some magic secrets. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to ask me more questions, you can. We can turn this around for a minute because I don't know. How are your eyelashes so long? Um, been gen- wondering that the whole time. The eyelashes, I have really great eyelashes, but then I put extensions in, and wow. l- let me tell you why I like the extensions. Because you can go camping and wake up and look like this. You can go so anywhere. Extensions don't come out; they just stay. They're like, like the miracle of life. Yeah, like so they they're permanent. Well, they're semi-permanent. Like I can take them off if I want, but like I don't like to take a lot of time to get ready. I really don't. So like, get up in the morning and go. Like I'm dressed up today because I'm obviously working, and I'm dressed up most days. But it doesn't take me a long time because when I was in med school, you had to be out the door in like two seconds. Yeah. Like if you're on that call, you got to run out. So you're dressed up. Yeah. This what do you wear n- normally? Um, I nor well okay. I like your jacket, by Thank the way. Thank you. We have, like, similar jackets. Mm-hmm. Except you can borrow mine anytime you want. Um, what do I normally... Fit, it may not fit. What do I normally dress like? Okay, so... Louis would fit in it. Louis would, yeah. He might be big on him. <laughs> um, what do I normally wear? I kind of decided years ago that it doesn't matter anymore how... Because, I, you know, when I was in school and when I first opened up my m- first medical office, I was dressed really kind of, like, office Like, I had a separate area in my closet that was, like, pants. Like, and when I say pants, I mean slacks. You know like what I mean? pants? Yeah, and, like, button-downs and, like, jacket. And then I just got to this point because I was really young when I started my office, and I think that I needed to look older. And mm-hmm. then I just got to that point one day where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a doctor, and whatever I wear, I'm still a doctor, so I'm gonna wear whatever I want. It's like me. Yeah, so I'm wearing a mini skirt right now, and I would inject people in this, and I would do procedures in this, I don't care. I, I just, would too. I you would you. too, right? And mm-hmm. so it just got to that point where I'm like, I can wear whatever I want. And I can't tell you how many times in my medical school training, in my office career, people are like, oh, you're, you're really like glammed up. Like, why did you bother? Like, what time did you wake up this morning to do that? And I remember thinking, why do you care? And I was delivering babies once in med school, and I wore lipstick just because it felt good. I was in, all in the hospital for 24 hours straight. Lipstick made me happy. And this one nurse looked at me and she's like, by the time you're done with this rotation, you're not going to have time to put that lipstick on. <laughs> so guess what I did? Pulled it out and put it on right in front of her every single time I saw her. I'm like, what do you like care that. what's on my face? So, yeah. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Mm-hmm. Haters going to motivate. Yep. So any parting words of advice? Um for people listening, or is there anything about you that we didn't learn that you wish we had during this season? There's tons you didn't learn. Okay. Um, I always joke with the producer, like mm-hmm. you're just getting kind of the tip of the iceberg because you mm-hmm. you know you got to warm up a little bit. Yeah. And then you, 
melt mm-hmm. a little. Yeah. Or an onion. Let your, like let Shrek. Your, yeah, I'm an onion. Yeah, I have I'm layers. an onion. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely an onion. I, I think you got a good start, but there's... Yeah. Look, I think I'm still figuring myself out. Yeah. I think... Um, you know, so so for sure, there's a lot more. I yeah. think. I think. I know there's a lot more to uncover. I know there's a lot more for myself to uncover about myself. So there's definitely a lot more in there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that I wish was? No. Like, I mean, I think more to come. I think you got plenty, but like, there's definitely some interesting aspects of my life that yeah. no one's touched upon. Well, more to come. And sometimes it's about letting your guard down and peeling away those layers. I'm I'm like that too. It's not always what you see is what you get right off the bat. I mean. In a, in a in a good way, you know, like, mm. but I get that. Um, I had a nice time talking to you. Likewise. Thank yeah, you for having I me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and I know that uh, you've had a great, successful run, and I wish you many, many more. We enjoyed seeing you on TV. Likewise. I hope to be back. Uh, you back anytime you want, especially when you want to talk about that passion project. I'd love to hear about that. When it's ready, I will. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.